Good morning, afternoon, evening, and or night. I'm Ryan. I'm Daniel. And we are your small town nerds. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Small Town Nerds podcast, the show where we talk about all things nerdy, regardless of whether or not we enjoy it or not. Daniel, how's it going? We just did episode zero. Now we're doing episode one. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been almost like 20 minutes since we recorded. Uh, It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild. I'm thrilled to be back on the mic with you, Ryan. I'm of not course, just, of course. I'm not, not that just we've saying really that. gotten off of the mic. Well, that's true, but I'm not just saying that because, you know, I want to sound like we're friends for all our, well, not all, maybe like our 10 fans that actually listen to the show. Uh, you know, it's just... It's, positive it's, thinking, Daniel. Positive thinking. It's yeah. A, it's a rebrand. It's a restart. We are phoenixes flying through the sunlight. That's one way to put it. No, it's just, it's great to be able to actually chat with you again, Ryan. I haven't talked to you since your wedding a couple months ago i know and we have such a great topic to talk about uh but first before we jump in i just want to thank everyone who is listening everyone who came from episode zero anyone who has returned from small town table talk anyone who is new thank you for listening uh we appreciate uh, the time that you are giving to listen to us we really appreciate it and we hope that we could spread some kind of entertainment and enjoyability to you guys yeah and if you're coming back after listening to episode like 400 or something because this is obviously going to be the next big podcast uh isn't it isn't it just wild how awful our audio sounds now and like uh how how... and that we're doing it separately and we're not in like a office studio exactly it's wild stn that be the dream stn is going to be the new cnn actually no i don't think a lot of of people that don't like okay let's just jump into the see i was trying to whatever what are we talking about today ryan so so obviously at the time that we are recording, MCU Phase 4 is wrapping to a close. And, yeah, Daniel, yeah. you have seen all the projects. I have seen all the projects. We are both super huge MCU fans, and I thought we'd just kind of talk about it because there is kind of an uncertainty among the among the fandom surrounding Phase 4. And I kind of want to get our opinions on it, you know? Can you hear me typing? I'm looking up all the movies that are in Phase 4, just so I don't forget. Uh, there was, what, six of them, I think? Well, in terms of projects, there, there were plenty yeah, actually, of projects. You know, I thought that uh, the new Black Panther Wakanda Forever was in Phase 4. Uh, looks like it's going to be Phase I think 5. In, I think initially it was. Yeah, I think Black Panther 2 is um, what's going to be kicking off Phase 5 of the MCU. So, yeah, Phase four of the MCU has drawn to a close, which is wild yeah, to I think, think about. Yeah, I think what's the uh, yeah, Black Panther's the last thing. Ain't it? Uh no, I I think that uh, Black Panther is the first one of phase five. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure Guardians kicks off phase five. Well, let me Doesn't look on the Wikipedia article. This is embarrassing that we're, we're trying to say that we're You know what? You're Marvel right. Superfans. You're right. It is. I was looking on Google Images instead of just opening up a new yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. tab, whatever. Uh, so it does look like it. In phase four, as far as movies go, we've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. As far as television series go, 
We've got WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Season 1, What If, Season 1, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, some untitled Halloween special, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Which, I think that that Halloween thing, isn't that going to be the Werewolf by Midnight? Werewolf by Night, yeah, I think so. Werewolf by Night, whatever. It's wild. Uh, that, that's only like two months away. And they haven't released anything on it, so we're not really going to talk about that right now because that's not released. We're going to talk about everything up until Thor Love and Thunder because that's what has obviously been released at this point. Yes. And, Daniel, just as a whole, what are your thoughts for Phase 4? Have you enjoyed it? Are you disappointed in it? Does it live up? Is it kind of a work in progress, do you think? So I would say that Phase 4 is extremely comparable to Phase 1 because, you know, the original six Avengers aren't around that much anymore. I mean, sure, Thor is still a thing. Uh, Hawkeye is still around. And is that it? No, Hulk. Hulk's still around. Hulk's kind of around. Kind of. He's not really a hero anymore. He's just there. Kind of. He's kind of there. Uh, but otherwise, see, Iron Man's dead, Cap is retired, Black Widow's dead, and then, then it's just... Yeah, it's really just Hulk, Thor, and Hawkeye. Hulk's kind of retired, and then Thor... Well, Hawkeye's kind of retired, Hulk's kind of retired, so it's really just Thor. Pretty much. Which, so, I guess, to kind of preface everything and to kind of start off, one of the biggest issues I have is when people say that the MCU Phase 4 is disappointing, and the reasoning behind it is that they say it ended at such a high point with Avengers Endgame, and everything since has been lesser. I feel like that's... You're you're doing injustice to Phase 4 by comparing it to Endgame. Because Endgame is the culmination of three whole phases and it's an entire story arc it's the the climax of the story and then as you said phase four is really just a rebuilding phrase it's it it's the new phase one it's phase one of this new saga so comparing it to phase three of the old saga it's not fair it's not fair i feel like that's now to say that it's lived up to my expectations might be a little bit too positive yeah, you know, statement. a lot of the movies definitely could have been a lot better. I can understand the argument saying that a lot of these movies are just cash grabs for Disney because Marvel is such a popular IP right now. People are going to pay money to see whatever it is that they're putting out. Now, that's not to say that some of the movies were not phenomenal. I mean, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home probably the best spider-man movie ever made at least in my opinion you you can you can make that argument i know a lot of people will argue that spider-man 2 sam raimi toby mcguire oh yeah the better that's, Spider-Man movie. that's also amazing i uh, think that's a fair argument you yeah. can but generally it's between those two movies yeah but you know and then also uh what was i saying yeah shang chi i i adored that movie it was great uh but then you know if you look on the other side I wouldn't say that any of the movies in Phase 4 have been bad. There's... So what So what I will say is that out of the six MCU Phase 4 movies that have already been released, that is Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor, I think three of them lived up or surpassed my expectations, and three of them either fell short or really just weren't what i thought was going to be not necessarily saying i hated them i enjoyed all the movies in their own right 
just what I was going into expecting they might not have been. Right? Yeah. So And yeah, so I think in my personal opinion, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, and Thor were the three that I went into with higher expectations and was a little let down. Yeah. Now I've only seen Thor Love and Thunder once, and that's when I was uh, Same as I. Yep. See, did I see that with you? No. Who did I see that with? Doesn't mm, matter. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I came down and we watched it at like Yeah, that's o'clock, right, you that, did. That showing. That's right. Okay, so uh Thor Love and Thunder, first time I saw it, only time I saw it, right as I walked out, I was like, dang, that was really good. That's like on par with Thor Ragnarok. And then over the weeks since it's been out, I've kind of thought about it some more. I've seen other people posting uh, just stuff on social media. I've watched a couple YouTube videos on it, and they made some good points for it being a lot more moderate, and I can definitely see where they're coming from, and it's kind of changed my perspective. I'm not going to flat out say, this movie sucked. This is the new Thor the Dark World or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's still an enjoyable movie. It's just not very deep. It doesn't take I, I, itself seriously. I mean, we're not going to go too in-depth on any one movie here because we're going to do an entire episode breaking down all of, or reviewing all the Phase 4 projects, TV and movies. But just to kind of touch on Thor, Love and Thunder, when I walked out of the theater with you, I, I think I said that it was better than Doctor Strange but not as good as Spider-Man. Okay. Part of me still wants to stand by that. I think at times when it was good, I think it was still better. But when it wasn't, it wasn't. You know? Yeah. I think, and I think the biggest issue with Thor Love and Thunder is a very similar trait that a couple of these movies have in common. And it's that they just tonally feel disconnected from itself. Um, I think they don't in phase four, I think the producers, Kevin Feige and Marvel have given the directors a lot more leeway to kind of do with what they want. I think at its face, that's a great thing for, for movies, giving directors the ability to make the movie that they want to make. Um, so a lot of things, uh, after Dr. Strange came out, a lot of people were saying that this is a very Sam Raimi movie. Like, you could feel Sam Raimi just in how it was shot and how it was directed. And I think that's great for fans of Sam Raimi. But when you're comparing it to the first Doctor Strange movie or the other works that Doctor Strange has been in, I feel like it feels disconnected. And from the MCU as a whole, it feels kind of like an oddball. And I feel like that was the same way with Thor Love and Thunder. It was very Taika Waititi. It was very much his kind of movie. And if you love Taika Waititi and that's what you wanted out of the movie, that's what you got. I think it just kind of conflicted with A, the villain they put in it, and B, what the MCU thus far has kind of been building, you know? Yeah. So Thor Love and Thunder, obviously a very campy, very comedy sort of movie, which totally fine. There is nothing against that uh, that I have, but it's got to... It would have been better if it took itself seriously at some points. Gore the God Butcher? Fantastic villain. I loved him in every scene he was in. Christian Bale killed it. He was properly scary. 
You know, that's mm. what they were going for. And every scene that he was in with Thor was played off as like a joke. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I just and when I look at those decisions they made in the movies, when you look at the TV shows, it's kind of a similar issue, you know. Uh, like you you watch Thor: Love and Thunder, and it's kind of campy, it's kind of funny, it's much more comedy than it is action, and then you'll see the first five episodes of Moon Knight, and it's very much a drama. Or you look at uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's kind of this political action series. And there's just not, it feels like there's two different branches going here, or multiple different branches. And the MCU isn't as united as it once was. Yeah, and again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'll no, and that. I don't, and I don't think it's going to be the the downfall of the MCU. I think. I've heard and read a lot of reviews and a lot of people saying that the MCU peaked at Endgame. They got lucky with No Way Home. They're not going to come back. It's a dying, it's a dying franchise, dying brand. I vehemently disagree with that. I think just because they're going out of what they found successful and kind of branching off and doing something differently, allowing directors to make the movie they want, that doesn't necessarily mean that the brand is going to die. That doesn't mean the franchise is over. Obviously, these movies are still making hundreds of millions of dollars. In case of Spider-Man, No Way Home, nearly $2 billion. The movies are successful. They're still bringing in the audience. People are still going to these movies. It's not the end of the MCU. And I think the end of the tunnel is still looking bright. Yeah. They're just... I think they're just really trying to uh, find their footing again. They decided that uh, after how... I guess you could say dark and depressing Endgame was. They wanted to lighten things up a little bit, uh, make things a little bit more happy, comedy, enjoyable, whatever. Well, not necessarily enjoyable. Endgame was very enjoyable, whatever. Uh, but everything has been much more family-friendly, comedy, whatever. That doesn't mean it's bad. They're just working no. on getting back to where they were before Endgame. Give them time. I know it's going to get there. I mean, if you look at uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that was a great movie. That was played off as comedy in a lot of the parts, but it also mm -hmm. took itself very seriously when it needed to. And, yeah. And then same thing with uh, No Way Home. Had its uh, funny moments, but for the most part, it was an extremely well-done drama that showed Peter Parker just becoming a broken man, basically. Uh, it's Yeah. I don't have anything against comedy movies. I, so, I, uh, I think this ties back to what we were talking about earlier, that if you're going to compare Phase 4 to a previous phase, compare it to Phase 1. Don't compare it to Phase 3 because it's not Phase 3. Just because it has a runtime equivalent to all three previous phases combined, don't equate Phase 4 to Phase 3. That's compare true. it to Phase 1. Compare it to starting off with new characters. You're introducing... Uh, Shang-Chi, you're introducing the Eternals, introducing uh, Moon Knight, you're introducing She-Hulk, you're introducing all these new characters, you're capstoning certain characters, like you're completing the the uh, Spider-Man trilogy, you're completing the Black Widow story, you're, you're finishing off some of these previous stories, but also breathing new light into new characters, which are going to carry the torch. 
into the future. Don't compare it to the climax if it's the beginning. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And again, there's some projects that they did that are a lot weaker than others, but still not bad. Black Widow was very average in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with, well, Eternals was good. I don't think it was great. I, I also would say that was average. Same thing so with uh, Love and Thunder. The, the Eternals is something I can't wait until our, our episode where we review all the MCU movies. Because I am a defender of the Eternals. I know everyone seems to hate it, and it's like the worst-reviewed MCU movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and the people I have talking to have really trashed that movie. I like that movie. I enjoyed it. It's in my top 50%. So... And I'll have to go back and watch it because it's been a while since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, but wait for wait for that episode. You guys will hear my my in depth thoughts on that movie. But as Phase Four, I think there were more ups than there were downs. Definitely, I mean, even if you don't look at the movies, look at the television series that they made. One Division, extremely unique, and totally a new style for the MCU, mm-hmm. and they pulled it off. I think the last one or two episodes might not have been done as well i think that yeah cut out one or two episodes uh in the length of the show so it had to get kind of condensed so i can't say anything necessarily bad there but it was still a good show same with the falcon winter soldier a lot of people don't like it because of the political message that was tied to it but whether you agree or disagree with it whatever it was done extremely well stuff wasn't getting shoved directly down your throat like a lot of other media does nowadays yeah it was another enjoyable show Loki set up the whole multiverse arc for the multiverse saga. That's kind of the stepping stone into this world of multiple worlds, I guess you could say. The multiverse. Yeah. Stepping into the world of the multiverse. And then what if explored the multiverse itself? So they definitely know what they're doing there. Hawkeye, that was another enjoyable show. Again, some of the uh, episodes seemed a little bit rushed. Some of the stuff that they were doing in there just felt forced but it was it was good it was enjoyable i've said enjoyable a lot but that's a great way <laughs> to say it because whether you love the show or not it's still something that you can sit down and watch and it's it's enjoyable yeah i don't know a, a couple brief points uh i think a similar problem that all the mcu phase four tv shows have is that the tail end of the shows tend to be lesser than than the rest. I think of like WandaVision, the, the ending was kind of lackluster. Moon Knight, the ending was kind of lackluster. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, some people had an issue with the politicalness at the end. Um, and that's just kind of a common trait. I, I wonder if that's just because it got condensed and Disney was just like, hey, you only get six episodes, you got to make do. And they had to cut certain things. I think in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the the antagonist or the kind of the problem that they were trying to solve had to get changed because I think it was some kind of like a virus or a disease outbreak. And then they had to rework it because COVID, the vid hit. Yeah. So and you know, I it's think kind of the same thing with Miss Marvel. I'll say that. Yeah. The first two episodes of Miss Marvel, phenomenal. Surprised was, me. Yeah, I wasn't expecting very much for this show. No. Uh, I've, the only exposure... It I've was really, low on my list. 
yeah, the only exposure I've had to the Miss Marvel character really was in the Avengers video game. And <laughs> that uh did not it did not set me up yeah, it was, to anticipate this show. It was not great. Was I excited to watch it? Sure, I'm always down for Marvel stuff. I just I love Marvel. Uh yeah. and the first two episodes blew me away. Uh the choices yeah. made by the director. Here, let me open up the Miss Marvel page. Uh because I know that they had di- different directors in different episodes, but the f- director for the first two episodes did a great job. Like uh Ryan, I know you've seen it. The uh texting scenes texting oh yeah scenes in the first two episodes how it like phenomenal appeared in the environment around them yeah i don't I know what it. it was but it just gave me like uh, scott pilgrim vibes have you seen it was scott great. pilgrim i think so yeah it was it was a uh, really cool i love that still one of my favorite things from the entire mm-hmm. show maybe the entire phase four so far well probably not as far as visual well, effects so though, maybe whatever uh, in terms of miss marvel i think it actually had a reverse problem that some of the other shows had. I think for Miss Marvel, the beginning and the end were really solid, and the middle was, for me, not the greatest. When they went over to yeah Pakistan, but was it? We can talk about those issues again in a future episode when we when we break it down and actually review it. Yeah. Uh. Um, but but yeah, Miss Marvel he, is. Yeah, I'm gonna it was say good. One of my Surprising. favorite Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yeah, I, I was very surprised by it. It was low on my list, and I came out of it look actually looking forward to Captain Marvel 2, The Marvels. Yeah, and so am I, just so I can see Iman Vellani again. Uh, I know, she, she, she did great, and that was her first acting role. And for me to say I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel 2 or The Marvels, whatever you want to call it, is buck wild. Because I am crazy. I am a very adamant person in saying that I did not like Captain Marvel at all you uh, did not it, it's probably my lowest ranked marvel movies even below incredible hulk iron man 2 thor the dark world all those movies that people commonly say are the worst mcu movies it's not quite that low for me but it's still down there yeah and it has its problems miss marvel made me excited and i think i think that's something phase four is doing correctly they are making us excited for future projects yeah. like falcon the winter soldier made me excited for captain america 4 uh loki season one is making me excited for ant-man and the wasp quantumania with return of kang and season two of loki uh what if well that's season a side two. project that's, that's that's a different thing season two but, will be something uh, yeah but it'll be fun you know i'll just say uh as far as ant-man and the wasp quantumania goes i'm excited for that too and that's also a little weird because ant-man and the wasp just the first one that was a really bland generic movie those aren't necessarily the movies that you get excited for they're like little appetizers or little garnishes after the big movie so like i think ant-man came out right after age of ultron did and then ant-man the wasp came out right after infinity war they're just kind of like side pieces that they throw in after a major event and now Quantumania is going to be the major event. Yeah, and that's the first movie in Phase 5. So Exactly, and I think that's... This is actually a really good uh, turning point to... The point we, we want to make is that the, the future of the MCU is looking good. A lot of people are saying that it's not that, as we said, Endgame was the, was the climax and everything else is just 
lackluster, just money grabs. I disagree. I think the future of the MCU is looking really good, and you just need to give it time. Yeah. Which is crazy to say that we are, considering we are getting the most MCU uh, stuff in the shortest amount of time. Yes. That we have to give it time. But I think if you give it time and you just wait, all these building blocks you're giving will will build something really beautiful when Avengers 5 and 6 come out, which is crazy to say. Right now, I have the entirety of Phase 5 pulled up. In two years, we're going to be getting Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The first two Guardians movies, I okay, Rotten Tomatoes is really generous with their ratings on Marvel movies, except for Eternals. Uh, But those two Guardians movies... Those actually deserve to be certified fresh. They're great. Uh, the Marvels. Ryan and I already talked about this. Uh, Iman Vellani and Miss Marvel actually got me excited for that. Blade. Uh, why wouldn't you be excited for that? It's it's freaking Blade. Uh, Captain America, The New World Order. If you're not excited for that after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't know what's wrong with you. And then it caps off with the Thunderbolts. And they've been teasing at that since the beginning of phase four uh with what's her nuts talking to uh florence pugh's character in black widow talking to Val? yeah that's her name uh she talked to uh gosh i already forgot his name he was a u.s great, agent u.s agent yeah he was a great character i was trying to think of the actual guy's name instead of u.s agent yeah i was thinking about that Not too but wh- I could is only it wyatt russell u.s agent well, that's the actor, yeah. Yeah, White Russell. Uh, that's the actor. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting too. So it's just they have so much stuff getting set up, and it all looks great. I don't care what you say. Look at the shows. Uh, what if season two? That one's actually not super exciting. Whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But maybe Secret Invasion, even with Captain Crazy. Marvel being a very bland and boring movie. The scrolls being set up and them just saying, hey, we're doing secret invasion. That's crazy to think that that's going to be a thing. Echo, her character was one of the highlights of Hawkeye. Loki season mm-hmm. two. Loki was great on its own. And now they're doing more of it. And it's going to set up even more of the multiverse arc, which is the entire saga now. Then Ironheart. Exactly. I can't say too much about Ironheart because, you know, she's being introduced in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But if that trailer that released, what, a week or two ago is anything to say about the movie, it's going to be great. Uh, And then Agatha, Covenant Chaos, that's one I could, you know. Probably do without. Yeah. But Daredevil Born Again, holy crap. When I saw that after San Diego Comic-Con, I I basically nutted in my pants. Uh, (laughs) Charlie Cox's Daredevil was one of the best pieces of Marvel media to come out in the last 70 years. It's very it was good. just it was fantastic. I am unbelievably excited for phase 5 and that's got to mean something if phase 4 was kind of uh how would you describe phase 4? It had its peaks and good, valleys. Good not great. Good not great. For something that's good not great and to drum up this I would say- much excitement good not great not bad though yeah it was a very if you look at it all of it together i'd say average it had some phenomenal movies it had some movies that are yeah 
Just meh. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it had some low points, but so did Phase 1, so did Phase 2. Phase 3, we kind of hold in high regards for what it is, but you as we said, you can't compare it to Phase 3. But if you want to compare it to Phase 1 and, and 2, well, Phase 1 had Thor and Incredible Hulk and an Iron Man 2, which those movies are kind of meh. Yeah. Depends who you so, ask. I mean, I really enjoy the first Thor movie. But if... I, I don't mind it. I, I like it. I think with time, it's it's kind of grown on me. Yeah. Uh, but looking at Phase 3, even that had its weak points. Uh, if you look at... I know a lot of people didn't love Doctor Strange because it was a very generic sort of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming... Ant-Man and the Wasp. Spider-Man Homecoming some people don't like because it's a new interpretation of the character but it still stays true to the roots uh black panther that wasn't held in high regards i think it's a good movie i don't think it's good as everyone says whatever uh but then ant-man of the wasp captain marvel those were two more movies that were exactly yeah and spider-man far from home is actually a pretty divisive piece of uh piece of cinema surprisingly yeah yeah it's a very enjoyable movie um but it it's not marvel at their peak so basically, what we're what we're trying to say is that don't give up on Phase Four. It might not have been perfect. It might not have been Infinity War Endgame level entertainment. It's not supposed to be. It's, it's rebuilding the pieces that were left behind after Endgame, and that's good. That's what we want. We want a little bit of rough around the edges so we can smooth it out and see what kind of a polish and shine is underneath. Exactly. But. I guess kind of the last point as we wrap it up is that a lot of people have been complaining that there is no kind of connection or connectivity between these projects. I think that's baloney. Uh, not Obviously, not all projects are intimately connected. It's not Infinity War to Endgame kind of situation, but it's there's definitely an underlying issue here, and I think it has to revolve around, A, obviously, the multiverse, movie or projects like WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Loki, Ant-Man, they they are all going to be surrounding around the multiverse and that whole issue. I think there's also a growing issue about kind of gods and higher beings in the MCU. Uh Moon Knight, Thor, um what other move what other projects involve some kind of deities or gods, Eternals. Yeah. Um, these are I mean do you, I mean, would you count Bast Bast however it's pronounced the yeah, yeah. so you I'm sure we'll name more a lot of there's True. been a lot of theories that he's going to be an avatar of some I, I don't know if it's Mayan I think it's Mayan some kind of Mayan god and then it's going to be revealed that the Black Panther is actually the avatar of Bast so if that gets revealed then that ties together Black Panther into this whole god sphere of the mcu and i think when you refer to the gods of the mcu you're really just pointing to the high tier gods which i think will have a very major push when it comes to the whole multiverse breaking situation like as we saw in thor love and thunder these deities don't necessarily care about what's happening underneath all the little little guys but if the multiverse breaks and something like kang comes through Maybe they will, and maybe they will be that special punch that we that the Avengers will need in order to beat 
yeah. the incoming chaos that is Kang the Conqueror. Otherwise, if you look at Phase 1 again, Nick Fury, he was the sort of tying force that brought everyone exactly. together. Now, instead of Nick Fury, whether you like it or not, it's Wong. <laughs> That's crazy that Wong is the Nick Fury. So he's putting of together the multiverse yeah, saga. Yeah, so he's putting together his own sort of supernatural team, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah. The people that already know about it for sure are Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, however it's pronounced. Uh, I believe that Captain Marvel was in Shang-Chi at the end there. Yep. yep. Uh, obviously, Doctor Strange would know. And Doctor Strange. Yeah. Was it. Ter- well, there. He wasn't in There's, Eternals. Again, I haven't seen no, that movie I don't in think forever. So. But I, I, I'm there. There is an underlying story that's being developed here. We just don't know about it yet. So again, and just it, give it, if, give it time, if, and it's going to all tie together somehow or other. Of course, if you look at Phase One, throughout the entire Phase One, we were exposed to what two Infinity Stones. Let's see the the, the Tesseract, the Mind Stone, and the Mind Stone and the Scepter. Those were the only two that we were introduced throughout the entirety of Phase 1. Phase 4, how many instances has there been of the multiverse? Quite a few. Half dozen plus? A lot, yeah. So, saying that there's no connection or no underlying story that's going to tie Phase 4 into the greater stories, I think is bogus. Yeah. And... Obviously, there are going to be some standalone stories. Like you say, Moon Knight doesn't tie into the whole multiverse story yeah well ant-man didn't really tie into the infinity war or the infinity saga story until the sequel came out so if we get a moon knight season two or if moon knight shows up in maybe a midnight sun is it midnight suns Mm -hmm. uh story or if he shows up in blade maybe it will maybe they'll be fighting vampires that come out of a multi-dimensional portal yeah who knows and not to mention the black knight teaser at the end of eternals exactly he was so uh, I think yeah, and he was approached by Blade, right? Yep, Marshall Ali did the voice. Who 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 said like, "Are you sure about that, Dane Whitman, or what, Mister Whitman, or whatever he said?" Yeah, it's there's a lot that's happening, but it's it's all gonna tie together. Kevin Feige yeah. is brilliant. He's brilliant. I trust him with my life. Maybe not actually, but I trust him with the MCU, and that is basically my life. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For- Be confident in Phase 4. If, if you haven't enjoyed it thus far, that's okay. You don't need to enjoy it. But I would say give it time. Let Phase 4 wrap up. Let Phase 5 start. And I think it's going to be like Age of Ultron that we're going to look back on it and just realize how instrumental some of these stories are in the future picture. One way or another, it's all going to come together. That's all that yeah. matters. And... Yeah, that that sums up my thoughts on Phase 4 thus far. Yep, so uh, to quote... Actually, you know what? What band wrote that song? I'm curious. What band are you talking about? There is a song that I listened to the other day, and uh, to quote that song specifically... I'm pulling up Spotify right now so I can look at it. Uh, So the... I don't know what you're talking about. The line... Okay, the band is patent pending. The song is brighter, and it's... Maybe I'm just crazy or a little naive, but the light at the end is brighter than it used to be. So. Wow. You're a poet. Well, I'm not. They are. Uh, But I think that applies a little bit, you know, uh, just saying. Yes. 
Black Widow was the first Phase 4 project, and that was a very iffy project, to say the least. Uh, so, going from Black Widow to all of these great movies that have come out, like No Way Home, uh, things are obviously looking up. And the MCU yeah. has a very bright future. I think it does. And I think Phase 4 will be remembered as being better than it was thought of at the time. For sure. But we just got to give it time. Yeah, there's been plenty of movies that didn't do well originally and are now cult classics. And and while you all wait for Phase 5 to come, make sure you tune in next week to uh, the next episode of Small Town Nerds, maybe. Yeah. I almost said small town table talk. This is weird. Yeah, we're it's not table talking. It's a new thing. We're nerds. We're not table talking. We're nerds. I mean, we've we're always nerds. been nerds, but now we're like advertising ourselves as yeah, exclusive. Now, now we're nerds. officially saying that we're nerds, which is good. So, yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. So, uh, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Um, cut this out if uh, <laughs> if you need to. But thanks to I Fight Dragons for the use of our theme song, The Geeks Will Inherit the Earth great song great band yeah we're still using it it's because it's, if it's only that, it said it's that the classic. nerds will inherit the earth that would have been yeah even more perfect we, still a great song though check them out hey maybe the, maybe we can uh, listen to the song maybe we can remix it somehow and uh break it down into the different maybe. tracks and change it so maybe. it's nerds maybe yeah that requires effort. maybe maybe anyways yeah. yeah thanks to them for the use of our theme song um i don't know what else do we have to do it's been wild. Thank you all for listening. It's been it's it's been wild. It's been fun. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for starting your journey with us. Can't wait until next week. We're uh, we're gonna continue our MCU journey. Uh, maybe we'll start off by reviewing uh, Phase Four movies. Maybe we'll talk about the She Hulk episode that should have hopefully came out if if our schedules are aligned in my head as I think they are. Yeah, Ryan's the uh, one might doing, even Ryan's the one doing yeah, the editing it, for this, so I have quote, no idea when this don't episode's quote us on what's gonna don't quote us on what's gonna come up next episode. We don't really know. We're playing this by ear. But yeah, thank you all for for all joining us, listening. Stay tuned for next week. It'll be crazy. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about some more more nerdy stuff. Anyways, uh don't die. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye bye.